What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we are going through the round round two review, talking about the highs and lows. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey. You can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy and joined as always by Luke. How are you, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm good. I'm I'm hot and fuss, flustered. I'd like to say that it's because I was at a touch footy comp, but I think it's got more to do with my <laughs> fantasy team than yeah, anything. Yeah, so... It's uh it's been a rough couple of weeks for you. Started off yeah. of course with the uh the injury to to the our boy the, the Ruckman over Jerry, in North Melbourne. Jerry, Jerry last, yeah. And the flow on effects and the just, sliding doors moments that oh, that's caused you and uh it feels like a, a domino effect, doesn't it? It's, I I'm trying to take the perspective that um, you know, there's people out there worse off than me. Um but you know, like you've said before, when you have to front up and, and sit in front of a camera and pretend it's, you know what you're talking it's about. It's a different experience for us this time around. Yeah, so. That's it. That's it. I would, you know, I, I'd completely ignore everything I have to say today. Listen <laughs> no. to Mitch Buck because Mitch, is, it, nah, Mitch has no. got the credibility for the ball boys. We, so. Well, it's look, it's all been luck so far. Like I said, I could have been in a very similar situation that you were in where there was a situation in my round one team. I could have had Cherry and Kelly on my side and I went somewhere else. Sliding and, doors, And eh? obviously the sliding doors moments. But... Keep it in mind, it's it's only been two rounds. Like, it's the difference yeah. between, you know, the top 1,000, top 100 coaches at the moment and top 40,000 coaches is still only three to 400 points. Uh, and we can make up those that kind of a points total in a matter of weeks, yep. uh, let alone we've got 24 rounds this season. We've got four buy rounds. So for all you guys out there, like Luke, stressing <laughs> out and, and uh, thinking that your team's gone to shit, it has uh, gone to shit. Well, <laughs> it might be, it might have gone to shit now, but plenty of room for uh, you to uh, to build that into something nice and uh, yeah. be the be the butter mouse, as the traders would say. Um, but let's uh, we're going to go through and introduce a new segment for Ooh, today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing if we can go across the the games this this round, and uh, we're calling this one. Do you want to introduce the segment, the, the title well, name? We're we're calling this one Bogs and Flogs. Yeah. So, so for yeah, those initiated. of you in yeah yeah footy footy circles, Bogs are best on grounds. And uh, flogs, I think, speaks for itself, doesn't it? Really, <laughs> that's right. So uh, let's go. Across I was feeling the a bit, a bit harsh, uh, calling flogs, but I oh, know. Let's just hey, let's so let. Rip sometimes back. they need a, need, a, need a, you know, something to light them up, but and, and get them going. <laughs> and the winner of the Norm Smith Medal. You're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. You're an embarrassment. 
These players, uh, the Flogs, they, they were an embarrassment for us this weekend. But, Another uh, epic sound grab, mate. I really do like that one. I like it. Yeah, I'll put it together real quick uh, this afternoon. <laughs> no, so don't l- downplay it, mate. That's good. I'll let us know what you think. But uh, going through, we're going to go through each game. So yes. every game... You've got bogs this week, hey? I, I've, I've got the bogs. I'm taking okay. the positive. You're going to you're gonna let it loose I'm on it, some of these Flogs. Mate, yeah, it's pent-up um, aggression. I'm ready but to go. I'll, I'll start off with Carlton versus Geelong. We did touch on this game. So uh, the best on ground for the fantasy perspective on yep. this game was Oliver Hollands, uh, Cash Cow for us, scored the 77. For some people, it might have been enough to keep a player like Kelly on your ground, loop that score, and you've hopefully got another uh, premium coming back at your side this week. But um, looks like he's someone that we were a little bit worried about round one, scored the 44, but looked really impressive round two. So he's going to be making some cash for us. So Oliver Hollands. If only I looped him, eh? If only I just stuck to my guns and hey, You made him. some points by not looping him. You traded. You got what, some more thir- points. 13 points. <laughs> yeah. No, disgusting, I'm don't, don't try and polish it too. I'm, I'm winding you up. Yeah. <laughs> no, my, my flog from this game, and it feels harsh calling him a flog, but I think when you pay for big points and, and you get what Doc got, a lot of people had the VC. Ooh. Okay. I'm going a bit harsh here, but I'm thinking flog from this game, Mr. Doc. And I don't think I'll be calling him a flog for long. I think he's he's got some good bounce back. I think he's got some good scores in him for sure. Uh, But as far as what we were all expecting this week, he was my flog from that game. Yeah, I know. With after this score, I've had a look at his little little price projection. Mm, see where you're he's going to. Oh, um, um, licking the lips, mate. Targets the crosshairs over to <laughs> Sam Doherty. Obviously, I didn't start with him, but I uh, I'm looking at when I can get him. I do uh, have looked at the fact that he versus St Kilda in round six. So yeah, okay. potentially my first upgrade because defenders are scoring go. juicily against St Kilda, aren't they? Yes. So hopefully he can put together some just mediocre scores mm. for me um, to. <laughs> Selfishly, uh, to, for his price to to come down, but uh, yeah, obviously, I, I I do think that he's going to bounce back. Obviously, and be better than last week. All right, let's move on to the next game: Brisbane versus Melbourne. The uh, the lights out, Clayton mm. Oliver. Um, oh, man. Hard yeah, to go past. Hard today. to go past. Number two on the Ball Boys Big Boys. And uh, <laughs> we're going to pump up the Ball Boys Big Boys today oh, because yeah. we had a good strike rate again. Uh, yeah, just touch wood. Don't but, say we, mate. That's, uh, that's on you. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, yeah. Clayton Oliver, two, two out of two. He's played yep. well to start the year and he is the Certainly second has. million dollar man. Actually, now the most expensive player in, in AFL fantasy. Yeah. Uh, 140 plus. Went nuts in that time after the lights came back on. Um, <laughs> and they actually. Got a rest, mate. Yeah, so uh, he got a big rest and came out guns blazing. Uh, Fags was looking and, for an inquiry into some three minute extra. Extra warm up for Melbourne. Did you hear that? Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, ridiculous. Oh, Give me a spell. On, come on, fakes. Anyway, but who's who's the flog for this game? The flog from this guy. I've got two flogs from this game. Oh, I don't even. Dipping. I wasn't watching, but I don't know who it was. But whoever fell on Max Gorn's knee or oh, ankle or whatever I, the hell I, it is, <laughs> flog, flog, flog. Yeah, it's his own teammate. I'm pretty sure. And I, I want to say it might have been Viney, mate. I'd be someone. guessing. Second flog, but the Sparkies at the Gabba. Get it sorted, boys. <laughs> yeah, what we, are we doing? We're literally watching a, an open flame occurring yeah, in yeah, yeah. this light tower. You were at Suncourt sun just across oh, yeah. the river. I was. Um, no, no lights out at Suncourt. Lights were fine there. Lights were fine there. So, yeah, I don't right. know. Gabba, get your shit sorted. Yeah, flog. Yeah, flog. Come on. Um, yeah, obviously, the Brisbane Lions had a bit of a scare there when, when the Melbourne Demons started coming back. They were up 40 points with 12 minutes left. And Did you see somebody looked into it so much that I think as the lights went out, I think Wilmot marked the kick Oh. Like as the light went out, and oh, some, someone said, said like, six. "Yeah, yeah." Plus I think six. someone's got. Did that cost me plus six? <laughs> Trying to work it out. So yeah, true. Was, I think it's also messed up with a few of the time on ground stats as well. Oh, like players who were on the bench at the time, lights <laughs> went out. Like Forty like, minutes time yeah, on ground. Like, so their, their time on ground's like down, or I don't know. So I'm so glad I didn't have Dunkley VC. There were so many people stressed out. 
in... Well, you had in VC, right? Didn't no, 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 no. Oh, oh sorry. It, like, yes, yes, sorry. My yeah, apologies. Yeah, yeah. People who went dock into Dunkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have been anxiety-inducing yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, next one here, Collingwood, Collingwood versus Port Adelaide. Who's I think this is one going to sting you a little bit. But best on ground. Who? And two weeks in a row, I think, Nick Dacos has been uh, just an absolute... Absolute legend so far this season. Look, I was nervous coming into the season about his first few matchups, and this Port Adelaide one was one that I had circled that I still yeah. sort of thought, here's a 70 coming. Uh, they talked about tagging him. Port they hard. tried to, to yeah, start they, with. They literally did tag him Failure. in the first quarter. Porter oh, just yeah. hard to score against, like the hardest team to score against for defenders anyway. Yeah. Um, but he still goes out, beats his score from last week, looks amazing doing it. Uh, so easily best on gear round, and uh, you were punching the couch while watching this oh, game. I was PO'd, and for that reason, he's actually my flog as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't scoring me the points. What a prick. He's the flog, or how, you the flog? Yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> if, if we're really dig deep in it, I'm the flog for not owning him. Oh. I said I said that at the start of the year that he was my first player picked. I didn't pick him, and now I'm I'm suffering the consequences. And I, I, I'm still sooking it up. Like, don't oh, mind yeah, you. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. tell everyone. I'll, I'll, I'll hear about it, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I guess I'm the flog there. Let's. Yeah, I'll be the flog. You, you kept spouting to me your number one rule this preseason. Well, was it your only rule? Well, pick um, players you want to watch. Yeah. What the like, heck am I doing? You like watching Nick Dacos. Well, you don't now. And then but. I tweeted as well. Then I go out and, and trade Kelly to Green rather than taking Holland score. Again, taking out a point of difference player that I like to put in a player that I don't like. I, it's just... Do not listen to anything I say, please. If you're learnings, t- t- learnings, turn learnings. the video off now. Turn the podcast <laughs> hey, off. Hey, no, don't oh, sorry. Just, just listen to what we just, just let, it, let it play out. Walk out of the room. Keep it playing. <laughs> yeah, just get the views. Yeah. <laughs> Hit thumbs up, subscribe, and then walk out, let it play then out. Do whatever you like after that. <laughs> Who we got next? Uh, Adelaide versus Richmond. Oh, easy. Uh, you got the easy ones. Yeah, best on ground. Again, number three, uh, ball boys, big boys here. So big tick after disappointing the week last week. Rory Laird, 100 and... 49, I think he had, or something ridiculous. Um, so, best on ground. Obviously, hopefully a lot of you guys that listened to us um, didn't trade him. Yeah, I yeah. know we got tagged in a Twitter post. That was, I think it was of, late, late night rant. Yeah, late night rant. So That's excused. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, hopefully for those of you who listened, we were saying don't trade him out. He's just going to whack another score on your head. Even if you go to someone who played well last yep. week, the difference, you know, you're yeah. going to be scrambling again. So, he's still a million dollars. He didn't he's actually every- draw... Flo- <laughs> um, uh, go down that yeah. much in price. And he's every chance to get his break even this week. Oh, as well. 100%. Like, he still might it's maintain crazy. the million dollars for a little bit longer. He's so. a crazy player, hey? Yeah, easy, crazy player. Uh, easy best on ground in that game. Uh, this For the flog for this game, there could have been a few people. I've gone a bit more of a serious note. To be perfectly honest, when I saw it first up, I, I was very pissed off. But for me, the flog from this game is Nathan Broad and that tackle. Oh, it was I know this is stupid. I know this is not fantasy related, but I think just on a serious note, that's not the kind of action we want to see. There's, there's been so much publicity about protecting the head and then to go and make a tackle, you're out of bounds. He was so close to the line, right? All he has to oh, do was just drag him down. Exactly. Paddy, Paddy Parnell, I think it was Paddy Parnell, he's 50 yeah. kilos ringing wet. Like, Nathan Broad doesn't have to do anything no. there and I thought that was just silly. He's not only, uh, you know, he's not only injured somebody, but then he's also cost his team for, I would I would like to say, three yeah. weeks, hopefully. Yeah, but I think so. Uh, I don't, has anything more come of that? Uh, uh, no, I, he's been sent to the tribunal, so okay. I don't think we're going to be. They're not going to look favourable for a little while. So sorry, Brody, you uh, play for the ticks. play for the Tigers, but you're my yeah. flog for that one. Flog, mate, get your shit together. <laughs> so, I feel really harsh. <laughs> Just for the week, you're a flog. Back on a lighter note, well, actually, probably not a lighter note. The next game here, nah. the Doggies versus the Saints. I want to give a special shout out to my boy yeah. Jack Steele. Oh. Best on ground, 118, yeah. broke his bloody collarbone yeah. um, at the three-quarter time mark. Still managed to come out in that fourth quarter, played it, strapped it up, came out, still got 23 points with a broken collarbone. Um, 118, yes, he's out and he's a trade. 
But at least he's not a Max Gorn injury on a four, and he battled his way to a good score, so he's still got lots of price on his right. head. So as far as injuries go, that's the kind of injury you want for oh. your fantasy side. But he's just a weapon and a, and a warrior. He did a similar thing last year he with, did. Um, yeah. with his AC. Joint, say, so. Just tough as woodpecker lips, that boy. Yeah, so best on ground for me. Uh, flog, I think... I think this would be just a consensus flog from the uh, from the Western Bulldogs and Kilda game, Bevo. Yeah, he's in the soundbite for a reason. Park so. up, mate. Just yeah, park up. He's gonna be he's gonna be like, innovative from now. No, don't be innovative. Well, I mean, if innovative means playing your players in the best position, maybe that's then, what he thinks innovative is. Well, then I'm keen to see innovation because yeah. look, he threw he threw in Caleb Daniel into the centre bounces for 13 times. I think Baz Smith had seven. McRae had eight or nine or something well, like that. It was that. a wonder Smith uh, turned up. He turned up in the yeah, end. Yeah, 105. Like that, yeah, I think he, he so, top scored out of all of those guys. Yeah, so. I think there were McRae owners. There were Bontempelli owners. There were uh, Bailey Smith owners that were just PO'd about that one. So sorry, Bevo, but you're you're the flog Yeah, that game. I think he is the flog there. So, uh, yeah, interesting watch on what he's going to do next week. Yep. Um, Frio versus North Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, boy. My boy, L. <laughs> D U mate, I told you he was the guy that I wanted. I, I recommended last week. If you yep. didn't have he or Tom Green and you had the choice, I was going L D U. Yep. He backed it up again this week. He's got the Hawks this week, which he might be getting a tag. But the guy mm. is an absolute jet. He's a gun. Um, he's. I think he's got a perfect ten coaches votes in both games he's played so far. He's. Yeah, uh, he just looks like a really really good player. And North, uh, look, they're winning games, but I think even. If they weren't winning games, he'd be putting up decent scores. So I think he is going to be a keeper for us pretty much the entire season for me. So, uh, yeah, LDU, one of my favourite picks of my team so far. Yeah, it's a good call, Mitch. I had a couple of flogs from this game. I, I must, um, you know, I feel sorry for, for old Roy. He was in a similar situation to me, and um, yeah. he went to Darcy in the yeah, right department. Right. It's pretty, pretty common knowledge now. And so Darcy for me. But I don't know whether it, it seemed very John... Um, uh, not John, Justin Longmuir. Yeah. Justin Longmuir. Um, in terms of that role they played him for, they played Jackson on the ball. So there was yeah. there was floggish behaviour all round. And the other person that I was just very PO'd about was our boy Hayden Young. It's uh, Yes, he's an elite kick. Yes, he can find the football. But when you... He's very meekish. Oh, he doesn't... He doesn't went, Demand the ball, and just after you finish watching Dacos, that's it. Like earlier that day, we've been comparing them all preseason, and when you're watching Dacos, you feel that guy's trying to get me fantasy points, and you look yeah. at Hayden Young and think, I think that guy's trying to screw me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah is he running away from the ball again? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, so look. It's tough. It's tough. Watch. He did get a. I think I from. I didn't watch all of this game because it was on the same time as the bloody Bulldogs game, and yeah. all my uniques were playing in that game. So. Yeah. Um, which Hayden Young is a bit of a unique for me as well. But I think apparently he got a really big hit to the ribs or something like that. Or I'll have to go back and watch this one. But I know he... He had the little injured tag. Yeah, he had the injured tag on there. I think he was on the bench for a little while just getting that looked at. So maybe that affects his his performance. And, you know, he he might have scraped his way to a slightly better score. But We'll talk about um, him a bit more when we talk trades later on. Yeah, I think so. Um, But... I think uh, I'm, I'm personally keen to back him in, but we'll see how it looks uh, moving forward. Next uh, game here on this Sunday now, Sydney versus Hawthorne. Best on ground for me is Will Day. Just um, mm. I did not expect him to back up his performance that he did the week one against a Sydney team in the at the SCG. His CBA has actually increased up to close to 60% yeah. when they were down at sort of that mid-20s in week one. Um, he just looks really good. He actually overtook Warple in terms of the CBA numbers there. So 
Uh, just looks like someone who you can absolutely jump on if you haven't already. Yeah, yeah. Defender mid-price a pick. Um, yeah. Just looks the goods, even in a struggling side. They, they got absolutely destroyed in here, and he still manages to hit a 90. Uh, so I think he's been, a be- he's been a good pick. Yeah, good call on that one. There wasn't too much floggish behaviour coming out of this game, but... Um Finn Callahan, just stop being a tagger, if that's all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Finn McGuinness. Finn McGuinness, my yeah. apologies. <laughs> Finn, Finn, Callahan. Cal- Finn Callahan's getting the chop too. Out of, <laughs> out of the ox songs, I tell you what. <laughs> oh, but Finn McGuinness, stop tagging. Coming out firing today, Yeah, man. no. This but yeah, Finn McGuinness, don't go to my boy LDU next week. Go uh, go tag Zeebel or something like that. I don't know. Right. Sheezel. Uh, no, don't yeah, no, no, we don't want that. Uh, next game here, Essendon versus Gold Coast, and a guy that we will definitely be talking about later in the podcast as yep. well. Best on ground, Will Setterfield. I've seen Will Set and Forget a Field. I've seen Will. <laughs> I've seen one. Will Set a Goat. Will Set a Goat. So okay. people are getting liberal, but yeah, I don't mind he's it. Uh, look. He's he's been an excellent pick. Someone that I think was a bit of a miss for us. I'll put my hand up. I yeah. never really considered him seriously in my preseason side. Obviously, I should have. He's um he's been a ripper pick, and uh, we did talk about him last week. We weren't sure about it. We want to see one more week, and well, bloody hell, he put a one thirty on uh, here and now, attended the highest CBAs in the team in terms of a midfielder. So yeah, we'll talk about him more later, he, won't we? Uh, so. He's obviously a gun. He is Flog. indeed. He is. Uh, my flog from that game again not too much floggish behaviour but I think for those people who um, own Noah Anderson and were really hoping mm. for him to have a yeah, big season and to step up I think um, you know flog might be harsh but I think he has underperformed he's and yeah. uh, and he might be a, a guy that you could potentially go down from so yeah, I think he sorry could, Noah could be a potential trade and the last game of the round um, struggle to find a best on ground here honestly a lot of lot of poor performances I, I was tempted to go with the Ruckman Matty Flynn but I didn't want to <laughs> Touch on a sore spot for you in your matchup. So I've gone. Stephen Canelio, he had 70 points at halftime. I think he had 50 at quarter time. Um, only managed the 105, but it's still a decent score. And um, yeah, I think he I think he did what basically you wanted him to do if you have him in there. So yeah, he, he was he was good enough for, yeah. for this game. Who's a little your... bit of floggish behaviour from this game. I, I was the king of the flogs because I had to watch Green go and do what he did. But yes. Green was floggish, especially for people who might have seen him as an option 90. to go... Yeah, that's foggish. Foggish. Well, okay, if, if you see him as an option to go to from Kelly, yeah, and and you when you compare him to the guy who was best on ground the last game, Will Setterfield, who yeah. was cheaper. Oh, uh, and you know, west west coast of you know typically been a buffet as well. And you people were talking about putting the C on Tom Green this game. Some I, people I, did. I, I never was on board with that. Some people but, did. Um, Some people did. Yeah, but also I had Dom Sheed in there as well for a little bit of little I bit of foggish behaviour. I, I think he's uh, he's up up there. He with might the be fogs, getting the so. All right, so that's our bog. Or flog segment. Let pl- us, let's let, play the thing again. I yeah, like let, it. Let's, let's go. Wrap it up with a bit of this. And the winner of the Norm Smith medal. You're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. You're an embarrassment. Just an embarrassment. Okay, <laughs> so let's move on. We've got a couple of hot topics that we're going to talk about this week. And then later in the podcast, we're going to talk about some failed mid-prices and some successful mid-prices that mm. maybe we haven't talked about too much that we should start to look on to now. But first off, we'll, we'll circle back to the Jack Steele injury news. Um what are we doing with a Jack Steele? Obviously, he's priced at 969000 Yep. Uh, you probably picked him as your M1 if he's sitting in your side. So yeah. probably a captain option for you. What are you doing um, in this sort of situation? Like if you had a steal, what would you be considering with a guy like that? I think it, it, it depends who you don't have, doesn't it? Yep. So if you are currently missing a guy like um, Setterfield, okay, um, who's just popping off, 
um, then you could potentially go down yep. as a cash grab to then upgrade somewhere else. Yep. But if you are really keen to have that M1 captain option, it's, at the moment, it's not too much of a stretch to get up to a guy like Laird. Yeah. So what, what's your 30, preference? 31K to get to Laird. Look, I, am I, I have... I, yeah, it is hot up here in Queensland. Uh, I have Steele, or I had Steele, and I will be trading him this week. Uh, I'm going to be using this opportunity to go down. Um, okay. I don't have a will set of field, yep. so I think that I'm going to be going that way. We've got a few questions in. We might as well touch on will set of field now. Um, break even so low. Is is it too late? Have we missed the boat on a will set of field at 717k? He's gone up over a hundred thousand um, from his starting price. He is still priced at. If I have a look here, he's priced at 83. What do we think he can do? I think I said. 85 to 90 that last was, yeah. time. I think yeah. that's well unders based yeah. on what we saw in round two. I think you said you were keen on 95. I well, think in that role. If he's 95, that's 13, 12, 13 points unders. Yep. Um, he's still an excellent buy at this stage. Um, he could even go 95 to 100 based on what we're seeing him do. Well, you think um, at so he least... could be 15, 20 points unders at best case scenario. And at least um, based on his role and his previous two scores, you'd think that he's at least going to be making money for you for the next five weeks. Like you'd have yep. to throw in a real couple of. He'll probably make there, at least another hundred k. Yeah. So and then he can so be his that break even's twenty seven. Then um, he can be that leapfrog to get to the performing premium potentially yeah. if um, if he does if he doesn't become a keeper. That role's yeah. just so friendly. I think we talked about it off camera, but um, when you look at the Essendon midfield, you, you look at guys like Merritt and Parrish, and you kind of have the feeling that their scoring is very much linked to how Essendon are going. But I, I kind of get the feeling that in that role set of fields in, that even if Essendon um, aren't going as well as they have in the first two weeks, I feel like he might be able to keep scoring in that role, yeah. You know, at least, like I said, a 95. Um, yeah. Yeah, do you, do you see it that way as well? I see it that way. I see him going at 95-plus uh, from here on out, which gives him uh, definite at least 12 to 13 points of upside, and he probably has the potential to do better. Um, so for me, he's definitely someone that I feel very secure watching him the first couple of weeks. He has had a couple of easier matchups, but I don't think he's someone that, like we talked about, yeah, like those fair-weather sailors in... Um, like a merit and a parish. Bang. Um, <laughs> Mitch like, is just like a little like drive by there. He, he doesn't need the game to be on his terms nah. for him to score well. He tackles so hard. He yep. he's someone that gets in there and wins his own ball. Like you know, he's he's a guy that doesn't need others to set him up. Um, so I think that he is someone that can score re- well regardless of of the uh, matchup. Yep. And uh, like we said, his break even, for example, is lower than a Phil K- Finn Callahan. So he's mm. not going to make you money. He's going to score well. Um, and I think that of all the, the players, early read, and we'll go through this on Friday's podcast, but early read is he is my number one trade target for a lot of people. It's just about how to get him there. Yeah. And uh, I'm choosing this injury to Jack Steele uh, to view it as a glass half full, yeah. that this is the perfect scenario for me to jump on a guy that I think is, is as well, not not necessarily a must-have, but a very a very important guy to get into your side in terms of making cash, underpriced player. So that's, that's where I'm going to go. That's going to give me... Um, you know, basically three hundred thousand for me to do an upgrade and do something else uh, within my team. So yeah, that's, sounds like that's a good how play. I'm playing it. Uh, the next thing I want to touch on, we did mention again in the flog segment, the uh, the bulldogs getting experimental, or what was the word? He's he's being innovative. Um, well, he's going to be innovative. He's apparently. going to be innovative. So a lot of people are asking the question: Jack McRae, Baz Smith, Bont. 
Do we see comments like this? Do we see the Bulldogs? And, and you were pretty you know, strong in your words on them when we watched them, that they were looking very ordinary in their game. They did. They didn't, they didn't inspire me in the slightest. Yeah. Even, even when they had that run in the, I think it was in the second quarter, they kind of bounced back into the game. You never fully got the impression that they were a proper threat. It just yep. it seemed, uh, we've been using the word a bit, but it seemed a bit meek. Yeah, it did. Like, they, they didn't step up to the occasion. They sort of let the, the Saints, who we, I mean, I personally thought that they would be, you know, definitely, I don't know about bottom four, but sort of that bottom half of, oh. the, of the ladder for sure. Um, and th- they made them look... Yeah. Extraordinary, and the Saints. The, yeah, don't get us wrong. The Saints play the Saints great play football, great and, and yeah. they have for the last two yes. weeks, and I think they'll continue to. They they look inspired the under Ross Lyon. Dare I say it? Those Bulldogs midfielders didn't look like they wanted to run both ways. No, they didn't. <laughs> um, so look, and, and and I think there's two ways you can. Th- well, well, first of all, sorry if you've got no carnage to look up, you don't have any injuries or anything like that. It's we're still in those fix up trades. Yep. Is this the type of thing that you see? Comments like that. You see a score by McRae, who's over 900k. Yeah. He's supposed to be out of... Say he's the M1, you want to put yep. a captaincy on him. Are you trading out of a McRae and going to a set of field, or are you going up to one of those other guys that you can rely on a captaincy a bit more? Like, What are your thoughts on players in that kind of situation? Yeah, of those three guys that you mentioned, McRae would be the first dog that I'd be trading there. But it, it we probably say this a little bit. It all depends what else you might have to fix up in this particular predicament. So at the moment, I don't have McRae. But my priority is probably Sheed and Callahan before it is Bont and um, Bailey Smith, and and there's something dirty about that sideways trade. There's sometimes yep. there's, there are times where you might feel like you need to make it, hop off the underperforming premium and pick a guy who's on the rise. Um, but if if you've got sort of nothing else to fix. Yeah. Um, then that might be a play where you could go like a McRae down to a set of field for a cash grab and then and then potentially have a look at um, bolstering somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, he had uh, McRae had 41% CBAs. And it's so this, it's, it's a very tough one because we say don't trade your previous unless there's a clear role change. And we yeah. sort of said that with Callum Mills, that it was an okay sort of thing, that if, yeah. you, if it was the best thing for your team and you wanted to make that cash, you could do a, uh, a Mills down. McRae, the question is, is this... A flash in the pan? Or is this the new trend? Even his 100 last week didn't look convincing. No, it didn't. And we were, we were both not super high on McRae in the preseason. Like yep. we, we weren't really too keen on him and didn't think he had the upside that maybe some others thought that he, he did. The thing, um, with, the thing with Baz and Bond over McRae, Mitch, as well, is if, if they're not in that CBA role, you get the feeling Baz is going to keep hunting the footy. Yeah. Bond could go and kick three in quick yeah. succession. Whereas yeah. with McRae, you just feel like if he's not there, then he's not there. Yeah, so I'm definitely, at least in my team, I mean, I have a steal to deal with as well, but I'm yep. keeping Baz, I'm keeping Bont. They're both maybe underwhelming, but they haven't been far off what we paid for them so far. Yeah. And I think the glass half full approach here is that the dogs have looked shit in both games and they're still scoring 90s, low hundreds. Yeah, it um, is a good stage. Point. So if the bogs can, sorry, if the dogs, I've got the, the best song <laughs> the bogs in my head. If the dogs can, um, <laughs> can get their shit together and actually start looking like the bulldogs we've seen in the last couple of seasons, then that ceiling is still in there with these guys. McRae on the most concerned sketchy about on. Yeah. and sketchy on because I wasn't keen on him in the first place and that change in his role is is quite concerning um, I think I still think I agree with you that he's probably lower in the priority for most teams out there like like you said if you have a, she- a Sheed or a, or a Callahan or some of these failed mid prices I'd be dealing with those first yeah um, Especially then, while Setterfield's still there to be grabbed. That's right, yeah. Like, I'd almost rather be going from, like, a sheet up or something yeah. like that, if, if that's possible, yeah. um, than a McRae down, just because I think that 
to a lesser extent, the same logic applies to like a Rory Laird, to a McRae. He's a premium. Like he's he's done one sixteens in the past. Yeah, you um, prefer him than Sheed still. You, you would. So yeah. in that context, exactly. That you're yeah, and about, and I yeah. think that that's kind of just the way that I like to play. It is it is tough though. Like if if he was going to be forty two percent CBAs for the rest of the season, then absolutely you trade him. Like yes, if you yeah. think that's going to continue, then definitely trade him. I'm a bit skeptical of that will happen. I think Bever was just throwing the the baby out with the bathwater sort of thing and just trying anything because they were looking pretty trash. Um, the other thing that is you know the X factor Trelaw, where does he fit into this if he yeah. comes back this week? Um, there are a lot of things happening at the dogs, so um, I'll have a have a think about it and and maybe I'll, well they play Thursday actually, so we won't even get to talk about this on Friday. So. Maybe I'll do some tweeting later on, but um, I think he's a bit <laughs> lower in my priority list for now. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely see the merit in trading him if you think the role is going to be staying the same. But let's uh, let's talk about some of these mid-prices. So yeah, let's do it. Some of these mid-prices that I think need fixing up. And I'm going to start with, uh, I guess I'll, I'll say our boy in this, the preseason. I was pretty keen on him. Um, fortunately for me, I, I got off him last week. Yeah. Um, end up working out pretty well, but Dom Sheed, he has not performed the way we wanted him to so far this season. First couple of games, um, he has the role, the CBAs have been yeah. there, but first couple of games, 79, 72, I think, just straight off the bat, I think you've got you've to get off of Dom Sheed. As, as good as his role is, the, the, the cash is not there and there's other guys around him, you've got to move quickly in this game, so I'd be trying to jump off. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. Last um, last week, I sat here and said, "Hey, I think he'll be all right." He was around the footy, and he had a couple of things not go his way, and that was true at, at that point. But when you see it two weeks in a row, and like you said, the cash generations halted, and you've got better options, yeah. you, you got to pull the trigger. So, yeah, in the interest of being brief, that would be my call there. Yeah, as well. I think I think he, yeah, he's one of the guys. I think he's in. He's still in a lot of sides, but. Um, where do you think people should be going? So he's in 14% of sides at the moment, so still quite popular out right there. Like, well, are we can, trying to get up to Setterfield? Like, yeah, it costs you, you about 100k. If you can um, get to Setterfield, uh, the other option there with a bit of DPP, I think, is Zebel potentially. Zeeble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Most people should be able to do that, like swing a forward into midfield. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, yeah, you, you should have something going in that regard. And, and that so can, Zebel will cost you about 22k to get there. So it still costs you a little bit to get there. Yeah, and that can that can be preempting some fancy footwork later on with, with the uh, the almost guarantee, I think, that Zebel will get defender status. Yeah. So if you're kind of looking at your team and you're thinking, hey, I, I can fill some future holes by getting a bit fancy now, I don't think Zebel's the worst trade. Set of field, for me, would be the priority. Um I feel like that role is just so solid and the break even so low, but um, there's another option there in Zeeble if people want to look that, look elsewhere. Yep. A couple of uh, forward options that I think are pretty clearly failed mid-prices. Tanner Brune, um, I'm, I'm going to go out and say that Jason Horn francis is a failed... Even though he had a good round one, um, the 42 that he gave us last round, I think is perfectly indicative of what we can expect from him. He's going to have some good games, he's going to have some really poor games, so um, He's essentially still I a wouldn't be, as well. Yeah, if, if you jumped on him last week and you copped this 42, I'm sorry, like that's that's bad luck, or well, not yeah. bad luck, but it's it's sort of, it's unfortunate that it hit you right in the face <laughs> the first yeah. game you traded him in, but I wouldn't be waiting around to try and hope that he gets better, I'd be trading him out again. Um, and Ben Cunnington, I think, is also someone who was in a few sides there, so Bruin, Jason... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? 
window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Francis, Ben Cunnington, if you can get to Zeeble or if you Use a bit of DPP action to get to a Warpool type in the midfield. I think that those guys are pretty clear-cut failed mid-prices. Jai Newcomb, he's not necessarily a mid-pricer, maybe an underperforming premium, but a few people have been on him as sort of that guy in that Tom Green, Caleb Sarong type price range. He's the guy that hasn't really popped off. So, um, you know, scored 99 in the last game, but I think that, again, when you're comparing him to other options in his line... He's a guy that I'd be wanting to kind of jump ship. Yeah, he's the perfect one you could you could jump off of and you'll make a little bit of cash going down to centre field there, I would have thought as well. Yeah, uh, yes, pretty... you're still making money going to centre field. Yeah. So I think that's an easy swap. You're making about 40k okay. uh, dropping down there. So yep. uh, I'd, I'd definitely be ticking that off. And I want to get your thoughts on this guy here because he's, he's not necessarily been a failed pick so far, but what are we doing with uh, Andy McGrath? He... Um, I was watching this game. He was lights out in the first quarter. Scored 38. <laughs> he was, he was, yeah. And then I think he had six in the second quarter. Um, I think he had a poor score in the third and then went big in the last quarter again. So Yeah, there's um, a few mouths to feed back there and it seemed like they were being fed at different stages of the game. Because I think, am I right in saying Redmond went quite well yes, in, in yes. this game as well and he was yeah. sort of playing Ridley was poor halfback. after having a good first week as well. Yeah, so. so you could get some fluctuations with those bomber backmen. I think so too. Potentially. They do have St. Kilda, though, this week. So that was the so thing might, that I wanted to highlight. So um, I think I would hold an, an Andy McGrath. Um, yeah. I would just temper expectations that he's probably not... He's going to be one of those tough guys that potentially is not bad enough to trade, but not good enough that you're going to want to keep. And, yeah. and these guys are always quite tricky. Um, so if... Look, I'd give him one more week against the Saints. And then after that, I'd probably be, if I could... You know, last week of fix up trades before yep. sort of you're starting to look at upgrades. Yeah, I'd be you know trying to maybe have a look at some of those uh, maybe cheaper mid prices or see if you can get him up to you know a day course or something like that. But I think he is someone that if we leave him too late, he's just going to burn a hole in your pocket and uh, yeah, I think not if doing you, what you're yeah. hoping to. If you're living in luxury land and you've got absolutely nothing else to to do, then it could be potential to have a look at doing yeah. something different there. But we will move on. What do we got? Let's talk about some mid prices that we want to maybe trade in. And I want to get your thoughts on this player here, who I he's currently sitting in my side after my Monday morning trades. Oi. Liam Stocker, the stalker. Stalker, yeah. The, That's the way the, I said the, it sounded the, like stalker, didn't it? Yeah, the stalker, <laughs> the stalker, the stalker, the uh, the uh, Wall Street stalker here. Um, oh, no, Liam Wall Street. Not signing that off. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Wall Street. <laughs> okay, but Liam Stalker plays for the Saints. The Wolf. 
The Wolf. Oh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Here yeah, we go. Right. Okay, okay. We're, wor- we're workshopping live. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wolf, Liam Stocker here. Um, 512K has had two games. Uh, first game went 81. Uh, last game went 98 against the Dogs. He's had about one or two kick-ins in each of those games. Just looks like he's got a nice half-back role. Mm. Am I crazy in thinking about bringing a player like this, 512K? His break-even is um, 18. So he's going to make you money. Yeah. I think that Liam Stocker is a decent option, especially if you're in the situation where you're going a big dog down to a set of field. You've got 300K to whack on top of a rookie. If you can get a rookie off the ground and put a Stocker in at sort of D4, move some of those guys. So Jimby's now at D6. That's what I'm looking to do with that kind of a move. I just foresee an issue with the defensive rookies in terms of their job securities. Campbell Chester might not be there. Lockie Cowan might not be there. I don't know if we want to rely on Darcy Wilmot to score like he did on the weekend and get his 58. Um, That's kind of the option that I see Liam Stocker fulfilling. Okay. Um, I'd probably still rather, if I had the cash, go up to Will Day. But what are your thoughts on on a Liam Stocker as a bit of a left-field pick? He's only in 1% of sides at the moment, so... It would, is, be, it would be very risky. left field. It is, is risky. risky. Yeah. Don't ask me because I don't know my ass from her elbow. I've proven that over two weeks. Um, but I do like your justification in terms of bolstering your your back line from those defensive rookies a little bit. I think there's certainly a play. I, I <laughs> Right now, I'm, I'm not trying to swing for the fences, even yeah. though maybe I should be. I, I'm... My mentality is I'm just going to try and grind my way back in with some good captain choices and stuff the like that. The straight back so, plays at the moment are usually pretty... Yeah, uh, so yeah. for me, I think that I'm going to be more of a straight back guy. Uh, I've, I've got to hike the comeback trail and I don't think trying to hit the ball out of the park is is the way to go about that. So I'm going to be trying to be pretty vanilla for the next little bit and then just maybe make some good captaincy choices. But um, do you think it's one that you can have one more week of a look or do you think it's gone by then? Um, what's he priced at? Let me have a look at what he's priced at at the it's moment. Like so he's priced at yeah. fifty nine, so about oh, sixty. Okay. I think he's probably <clears throat> going to be someone that goes seventy five to eighty. So look, it is probably it is probably this week or not. Okay. Um, because I think after that it starts to get like he's going to go probably up another maybe up another forty k, um, which you know makes him priced so that mid sixties zone, and then you're probably only going to get ten to fifteen points of value. And when he's not a keeper, that kind of value is probably not enough. Yeah. Um, the reason that I think he is appealing to me is because he falls into that price range where I can, with a little bit of a restructure, get a rookie off my ground up to him. Yeah. Um, if if it wasn't for that, like if you're just going to go uh, up another mid-pricer sideways to him. I like it a little bit less. Yes. Um, like, I'd true. rather those guys, like a Will Day, um, you know, even a Constable is probably going to be scoring just as good as him, but at a cheaper price point. Um, okay. I think those guys are probably more where I'd be going. Um, so, I, I like him more so just as a rookie upgrade than anything else, I think, is the what I want to get across. All right. Yeah. For, for what it's worth... You have my tick of approval. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, this one you might have a little bit more insight in. Uh, Daniel Rioli, the uh, the Tiger boy, he's had a couple of good games and he's looked really comfortable in his role. And a few people have been throwing his name out there. I know uh, I know a good friend of the show, Mini Monk, is keen on Daniel Rioli. But what do we think about his role in the Tigers? Like, is he... Would you say he's our designated... Like, is he the Jaden Short this year for us? Well, they want to get the ball Bash in his hands. Hand. There's, there's no doubt about that he's yeah. a leak kick and then he provides that run and bounce off half back as well um, I've always sort of seen Rioli as being like a, a better AFL player than fantasy player potentially and Richmond's 
Richmond's team system very much it, it's it's not like what Dacos does at Collingwood. It's not like we're looking where's where's Rioli, where's Rioli, yeah, where's yeah. Rioli. If he's there, he'll get it. And if he's in the right spots, and recently he has been putting himself in the right spots. I personally just don't have the luxury to do something like that. And I think, to, to be perfectly honest, I think most people out there wouldn't have the luxury. Um, but it's a it's another speculative pick that if it comes off, then you look like an absolute genius. I I, th- I think he's good, and I think that he probably probably is of all the defenders in our team, um, our team being Richmond Tigers. Um, like <laughs> Jaden Short, I think we're not going to see the Jaden Short that we expected to see yeah, to start the season because sucks. I think Rioli has su- supplanted him in that kind of a role. Yeah, um, he probably is the closest thing to like that Basher Hurley type role, but I don't see that ceiling of that hundred plus averaging player that Hurley was just because there are a few more guys that could do that in, um, you know, sometimes Bakes plays that role, sometimes Short is there. Bakes score well on the uh, weekend. Lost Stone, you know. <coughs> I don't see him as like head and shoulders ahead of a lot of those guys. Yeah, they're all kind of much of a muchness. Yeah, and and, um, and because he's such a good player, he could even be susceptible to a bit of a tag. And I think he is the kind of player that could actually be tagged out of a game, like pretty, you know, like uh, pretty easily. Mm. So I think that a Rioli... He's priced at 85 is the other thing. He's not super cheap. Um, so you're kind of wanting him to go 90, 95, to be you know, to be, you know around that kind of you know, Dacos, Hayden Young kind of level. And I just don't see that kind of upside for him. He maybe is a few points unders, high 80s, at best a 90 kind of a player. But It'd I come think, out of left field. I think, I think you're probably better off looking elsewhere at how, someone. Yeah. How many Richmond players average a ton? Exactly. Well, zero last year, so we've go. got one this have. year, Timmy T. And I think you probably have your answer, don't you? Yeah, so yeah. I, I, as much as I respect the boldness of the pick, I don't think I'd be going there. Um, Matty Rowell, I want nope. to highlight. No? Nope. I think he looks good. Yeah, but we've said that before. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what, do think... you, what do you see him as being? You, you obviously, he's not a top, top in his line, so what do you see him as being? So do you see him he... being enough value to go there? Um, let's have a look. Uh, so the only the only issue with him, Matty Rowell is that he's the exact same price as Will Setterfield, and um, <laughs> if you if you're going someone, you're going Will Setterfield. Exactly, but and you're not if you already have Setterfield, you probably don't need to be speculating on Rowell because you're probably sitting pretty potentially. But he scored 109, he scored 95, he's had six marks so far in two games. Um, he's playing high time on ground, high CBA. How many marks did Tom Green have in the first round? What did he have in the last game? I actually didn't check that. He had some marks, but yeah, it, but. He scored. I'm just 90. saying, from the eye test, Matt Rowell looks closer to that guy that we saw in the first five games of his career than he has in the last couple of seasons. I think yeah, that he, does. he is someone that... Well, convince, convince everyone to get on him, because well, that might look, help us. I, I don't think you should get on him, but <laughs> I'm just saying that like he is someone that maybe... People trust what you say now. You've got to be real careful. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. But like he is someone that, you know, if you took a punt, I know, I know our, our friend of the show, Dossie, jumped on him this week. I don't think it's a completely crazy Dossie move. I think it, there's some merit to it. He does look good. Um, Dossie's team is so spicy, hey? <laughs> it is I spicy, mean, it's, it's so. shitting all over my team, so... So he's priced the same as Setterfield. So what was that? An 83 average. Look, he might be able to push 90, mid-90s, I nope. think is optimistic, but I think... Um, you're asking a lot there, so give me these but, uh, left field ones. Yeah, just just I'm in no few, position, mate. Few no guys here. Uh, all right, well, can I just? I, I might just join Mitchman as an assistant coach. No, might park the ox songs. Sorry, up. boys, hit the showers early. I'm assistant <laughs> coach over at Mitchman now. Mate, don't give up. Don't give up. Be the buttermouse. Uh, how about? Okay, here's one. Jack Siebel. What are your thoughts on that, Jack Siebel? Can I more, sell you on Jack Siebel? Well, more likely, I think, than anyone else you've tried to sell me on. I think that Setterfield's the the main trade target, but there is something that appeals to me about. Um, the thought of Zebel then going back and the way he's playing, he could 
quite easily be a <clears throat> excuse me top um, six defender yep. um, if he keeps getting that role and he's looking solid. And I mean, North Melbourne are playing well mm-hmm. while he's in that role. That's yeah. always a positive thing for us. So I think that if I didn't have to make the the probable probable set of field trade this week, then I think it would be an avenue that I'd very much be looking at for people who maybe already have set of field. Yeah, if I was to rank the two, I'd probably go in terms of like mid prices again. I'd go set of field over Azebel just yep. because I worry about he's age thirty two. You know my drink my over your cup then. Yeah, well don't don't. Keep your keep your lips off my cup here, <laughs> um, um, but I the thirty two over thirty rule, you, you know that that's you know that's a no go for me and Mitch. That's a hard pass. That's a hard pass. But um, just like and the injuries he's had in the past, there's a little bit of concern about Aaron Hall. Although I don't think that he's going to be you know while they're winning, he's I don't the injury think, master. I don't think he's coming into this side. I think um, you know Sheezel and Zebel are going to be the the bulls so. at the back then. Um, I think that they're going to be. <laughs> They're going to be doing their thing. Yeah. I just worry that there's something about it that feels unsustainable to me, at least to this level. Like, he's gone back-to-back 109s. Like, what do we actually expect him to average? I find it hard to put a projection to Zebel's name. Yeah, it's interesting because that, that role seems friendly for that team, doesn't it? Like, it does. Sheasel's averaging, what, one... 120 20, or So we didn't expect that either. So yeah. there's obviously something very friendly about that role and... It's it's not like they've. Can he go ninety? Could, could he go ninety? Because then he's a great th- pick. Yeah, I think he could go ninety, and he's it, obviously being on that line is friendly for him yeah, in terms yeah, yeah. of what that average is. So, so that's close to a top six yeah. in either defence or forwards. You know, the thing with with North Melbourne too is they've 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 started two and zero. You know, which is all very exciting. They're not going to win every week. Yeah. So I mean, they got Hawthorne this week. Yeah. Well, maybe they are going to win every week. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah. No, but. It, it, at some point, that sort of they'll be restricted in some way. Yeah. Like, you get a new coach, you're full of energy, and then um, you know typically you might have a bit of a lull there at some point. But I, I still think he could be a good pick, so it'd be something I'd be looking at quite closely. But again, don't listen to me. No, no, we listen to you. Got some good takes, mate. You got some good takes. Um, How fake was that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Say it like you mean it. You no, prick. Jack Jack Zebel. <laughs> I think there's something that makes me hesitate with him, and I don't I, look. Maybe it's my ageist. You know, it's I don't a, like the old is. guys. Don't um, be old around me. But particularly, particularly around these, you know, look, they've had a great start. They're 2-0, but I don't expect them to make the eight this year. Yep. Um, they'll be better than they were last year, but I think at some point they're going to... Um, they're going to put more of an onus on developing the younger kids. Um, and Zebul is obviously not part of their future. He's a great leader and a great mentor. And even um, Sheezel's, you know talked about him telling him where to go in the defensive yeah. line, which is great. But in terms Maybe of his... Maybe should just start going there. Cause yeah, yeah well, well, it looks like he has with 109 in two games. But <laughs> it's not 120. I think there's just some part of me that thinks that there will be a, a bit of a drop-off coming. So. Okay. Look, he's coming into my super coach team because um, his price hasn't moved, but he is now up, again, another 100K from his starting price. So the risk is higher than it was a couple of weeks ago. So yep. for me, I'd prioritise some of those other guys ahead of him. But still, if you already have a Setterfield, for example, then Zebel could definitely could be a good trade. Yep. What about some guys in the defence here? Connor McKenna, the Irishman. He's um, He looks solid. What's his price tag at? I think it's a four four fifteen. He's averaging um, uh, 64 points per game. Okay. He's just kind of ticking along there. He's probably... He, he looks good. Do you he, see him as that, that potential play to just get some better job security if you've got some rookies there? You're a bit... 
Yeah, so it's song. kind of like that Cedarfield. Sorry, not Cedarfield. The the um, Stocker. The, what the wolf. Call, the wolf. The it's wolf kind of like of the wolf play, but he's a hundred k cheaper. Stockman. Uh, I don't think the ceiling is quite there, but he could be someone that if Carnage hits us in the defensive line this week, that look, he's doing enough. I think he's pretty safe in that side. He's looked really good for the Brisbane Lions. That he should be at least. Be Did able you to call him the Irishman before? The Irishman. Yeah, the Irishman. He's Irish. You poo-pooed the commentators for doing that every time. Yeah, I know. I, and then I you fell just into went the, and did it. God damn it! You're, You're just right. poo-pooing the commentators. Yeah, no, every thank, time this guy comes on the screen, they call him the Irishman. They, they do. You, you yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, the, I'm my own worst enemy. You, I you hate put that. a headset on, and it's like suddenly you've got <laughs> you got to call him the Irishman. You, you go to all those traits and those. Oh, yeah, actually, I, I'm kicking myself for doing that because that's everything I hate about the. Commentary. I don't know why that came back in my head. That happened like five minutes ago, and it's like, hang on, I got to, I got to get him about Hold it. On. Yeah, okay, no, you're right. Bloody hell, let's be better. All right, but yeah, I think. He's an okay option without being outstanding, if yeah. that makes sense. He's kind of only the option, I think, when, if there is carnage that really hits us and say, um, you know, your way to get set a field gives you a little bit of that cash and you're kind of mucking around with something to do with it. Maybe getting someone like a Cowan yeah. or a Chesser up to him isn't the worst thing in the world if it moves a rookie off your ground just for that security, but I don't think he's going to be a season-winning pick by, by any stretch of the imagination. Going to finish off with a couple of more defenders here. Um, Going to skip over Darcy Cameraman. Yeah, yeah I'll skip over Darcy Cameraman. You got to stop spelling it like that. Every time I look at it, I, it, I read it like Cameraman. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Uh, I'll do this quick, man. I'm all about efficiency. Um, Jack Bowes played his first game for Geelong. Yep. Did okay. I think he had a couple of big quarters and then went quiet. Uh, as well in patches as well, but he was a guy that we were looking at in the preseason. Um, what are your thoughts on his? He scored a 77 in his yeah. first game, priced at 611k, so same sort of price tag that we were looking at for someone like an Elliot Yo. So priced in that mid-60s kind of a, a zone. What are your thoughts about a Jack Bowes after he's played his first game there? I'm, I'm personally less enthusiastic. Yeah, I, I just... There's so many different priorities, I think, this week that he's down the list for me. That's yep. just my thing. I think there's if, if people are going, oh, I can only get Jack Bowes, and I think, well, look harder. There's probably yeah. other things that you can do. I'd, I'd rather leave stock about. out, personally, yeah. for 100K cheaper. Or if you're shopping around that price, they will day if you don't have him, yeah. I think, is the You never know what Geelong are going to get up to down there at the Cattery as well. They mix yeah. things up as well. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hunter Clark is someone I want to also mention. I was keen on him in the preseason. Um, has- More than the Wolf. You just uh, tell me the wolf's taking his role, or no, Hunter, no, Hunter's yeah, in the middle Hunter now. Hunter Clark's in the middle, so obviously with Steele now missing a bit Ooh. of time, uh, is Hunter Clark potentially a sneaky grab? The thing that's held him back so far: low time on ground. So first game, fifty-nine percent. Oh my goodness! Scored sixty-two. Second game, sixty-nine percent. Scored a ninety-one. So even if he just gets like, you know, <laughs> even if he just mid seventies, fifty-nine percent. Don't yeah. bother showing up, Hunter. Yeah, I know, right? But, you know, last game against yeah, the Dogs. Call ni- Splinters. 91. New nickname, Splinters. Splinters. Explain Have you heard that, that one before? to me? No. Well, like, in the olden days, the bench was made of wood. And oh, so if you right, spend right, a lot right. of time. He's riding the pine. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> He's riding the pine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 69% for a 91 with Jack Steele out of that side. He looks like he might be that second guy so next you're to doing Crouch. It? I'm not doing it. Um, you said it with such confidence. You're going to confuse people out there. Well, gonna- I'm not doing it. I think it it's... Potentially up play. Okay. I'd want to see another week of it. So I yep. think that he... Look, he's break-even 64, so even if he comes out and smashes it, he's not going to completely 
get away from you. Well, this could um, be an early spicy take with Steel out. If he comes out and gets eighty percent time on ground, and then he pops out a, could, a one could potentially people... be like that little bit of a stopgap yeah. kind of a, a play in there. Yeah. Um, look, he's twenty four years old. He's he's right in that that age bracket that he could take that next step. We've yeah. talked about him for a few seasons now as being a potential breakout candidate. I think what I'm watching for in that next game. Number one is CBAs, but number two also is that time on ground. Like he needs to be close to the eighty percent time on ground with a steal going out uh, for me to be considering him and, and marrying that up with some decent scores. But if you want to be bold, and if you if you're clued in on the Saints and you've got some inside word there, then I think um, you know it might be a, a risk that could pay off. But for me at this stage, I'm still a little bit more risk adverse with a play like that. So. Um, I'm, I'm, watch, I'm watching him for next week. Is trying what I'm to like hold my side together with sticky tape at the moment, let alone thinking yeah, about bringing it don't, up don't to Clark. Don't be Clark. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to add that to the mix. So, uh, so that's our mid-prices. So that's the mid-prices. So let us know what you guys have any thoughts on any mid-prices that you're considering down in the comments. We will be going through our trade targets on Friday afternoon, so make mm. sure you guys do check that one out. Uh, I had a few people message me and say, hey, why don't you guys do that on a Thursday? We would love to, but uh, just you know, schedules and things like that won't uh, allow us to do that and we'll we'll be doing it after the first game so we'll talk about the doggies and the the lions game as well and also we'll have the teams announced so we'll have a lot more information to talk about so friday afternoon come get your captains come get your trade targets as well any questions over on twitter that we could quickly go through yeah what have you got for me i know you tweeted out something there yeah, yeah. So somebody looking for a defender under 800k with day already in the team, maybe the Wolf. Which, I reckon. Seems high I the reckon wolf. the Wolf might be a play. Liam Stocker. Um, I think of all of the cheap defenders, he is the one that I like the most. Even if he flops, break even of 18. Like his break even is lower than uh, Cowan. His break even is lower than a Chester. So he's going to be making more money than them in the next few weeks. So you can always fall back on that. He's had a good run. He looks like he's got a decent role. So, How about Sheed and Baz to Dacos and Setterfield? Is it two sideways, says Aaron? Sheed and Baz to Dacos and, and Setterfield. Setterfield. Well, we haven't talked about Dacos too much. So I know you're keen... There's a reason why to, we haven't talked about ...to, to, to <laughs> jump on him. Well, um, I do think this is a bit sideways. Yeah, I, would, um, I agree with that. In May, so, so you're going to say... Because I talked to you on Sunday, I said, I need to trade Hayden Young for Nick Dacos, and it's got nothing to do with fantasy, it's got to do with my mental health. I, <laughs> yeah. I need to get off the ledge, <laughs> yeah. and the way I feel like I can get off the ledge is going from Young to Dacos. But then the maybe more pragmatic version of me thinks that the better trade is just to go just for the, the cash and for the low break evens is to go Sheed and um, Callahan down to Chandler and um, Setterfield. Let me put it this way. If, <clears throat> if, you, if you've got off to a rocky start, and, and, and even if you haven't really, like this part of the season is all about making cash. And as good as Dacos has looked, he, he has made a bit of cash for us um, so far, but he is—he's now his price up. He's getting up. He's over 800k now. He's priced yeah. it. He's priced at 95. Okay, yeah. and at the start of the season, we sort of said he's a 95 to 100. I think it's probably close to 100 now. <laughs> so he is under. Somebody predicted he'd, he'd go 100 I plus. Think, I think someone said that maybe first episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone that. Foolishly didn't start with him. So what <laughs> yeah. a flog! Mate, if you thought he was going 100, you should have picked him. I should have him. Um, but, but yeah, I think look. 
at max, he's probably got five points of upside. Yeah. I think at this point of the season, we want to look for more than that, and we want to play the long game. Like it's going to be a long season. I know those prices are juicy. They look um, they look nice in your team. They make you feel better uh, going into the weekend. But I think if if your goal is to get as high ranked as possible, you're trying to make as much cash as you can. Yeah. So I think instead of now you you want to get rid of she because he's not. He's doing that a little bit, but not compared to other players. I think yep. I'd find another way to get Sheed to a different type of player that's going to make you more cash. Um, I'd be trying to hold Baz if you can. Um, worst case scenario, Bevo does Bevo things, and Baz Smith is a forward for us come round six. Yeah. And um, you can swim forward. and Not much he, space down there. Not much space down there. <laughs> but Leave know, a spot available. Best case scenario, he gets back in there and plays 60% CBAs, and he... Does what we expect him to do and is close to that 110 kind of a player. Yeah. Um, look, he hasn't been the pick that I'd hoped he would have been so far, but like we said, they're struggling and he's still averaging over 100. Someone said Matt Flynn with the little monocle looking closely, uh, but that matchup is foolish. Oh, let me, I'll talk quickly in the um, the Content Creators Cup, which we right. shouted out last episode. I'm versing um, Zave Ellis. Sucked in Bales. Sorry. I'm versing <laughs> Zave and. Yeah, got that hey, little <laughs> drive-by. Mitch on the drive-by today. No, nah, it was a close one. It was a tight one, but... And I literally had... It basically it basically came down to Flynn outscored Green. You went nuts as well, didn't he? 110, didn't he score? Yeah, and I think I lost by three. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't predict that. that, so... That's uh, that that, it... that's the Eagles matchup right there. It is. That, so that's I don't all think, Eagles. I don't think people should be looking too closely at that. And maybe we can do yeah. one more. We've got... Somebody said, are people sleeping on Darcy Cameron, Matt Rowell, and Nank Curvis? We kind of talked about Rowell. What about, about Darcy Cameron and Nank? Nank... I just... I don't trust Nank. I don't think that he's the kind of guy... What, what did he have last game, actually? Is, he Jeez, still he's still got 109. Well. <clears throat> yeah. How did he do that? Was, was it his big tackles again? Yeah, it's just uh, it would be strange for us to see a, a marked change in average with nothing else really changing. That's like, right. What what, yeah. a, what other narrative can you sell yourself on? It's like it's not like wow, he's in a new role. Wow, he's this. It's it's just he's just nank from last year and he's just he having just, a good run of form. I so. think he's had a good run. And in terms of what I think most people are looking to do with the rucks now is just get to a point where they can, but he forget forget what's happening in yeah, the rucks. So, I mean, he's priced in the low nineties now. Um, I don't think he's of huge value. No. Um, so yeah, I'd be passing on nank. Darcy Cameron is potentially someone a little bit more worthy looked, of a discussion. He definitely looked good there to start that. I mean, he looked good all game, to yeah. be honest. The, the big flag we were always talking about was Mason Cox, but Cameron's getting the lion's share there. It's whether he can still average you know, close to triple figures with the lion's share. I'm not sure. The good news is that he's got the DPP, which I think is maybe a little bit underrated. He's priced in mid-80s, 80, uh, so 733000 um, Had a big round two. Um, looks like he's definitely probably more that like 66% CBA to yeah. Cox's 33%. Um, and he's just a really good player. Collingwood look amazing. That can be viewed as a positive or a negative. So Collingwood are right now the, you know, like they're the, the cream of the crop at yeah, the moment, two are. rounds into the AFL. So most often we see players or teams do this. There's only really one way to go and it's, it's either sideways or it's down. Like, I don't think they're going to improve on that. And are, yeah. are you going to do that every week? Um, he had a good matchup against uh, Lysette. So, I want to see another week of it. Um, but, you know, you could even pick him as an underpriced forward. So, I think that there's more merit in a Darcy Cameron pick just because of the flexibility that even if when it t- comes time you're getting an English, you flick him forward and he's yeah. a D6, sorry, an F6 for you. 
Look, he could still come out and average 95 and, and price at 85, 10 points of upside. That's that's a worthy pick at this stage of the year. But for me, I'm wanting to see one more, at least one more round of data. He's come up against Big Nank this week. So mm. it's going to be a bit more physical. Yeah. Um, we'll both, see how both it goes. Both just discussed as well. So Yeah. Yep. So what are your... We'll, we'll wrap it up with your early... Uh, trades and, and things that you're thinking about doing this yeah, week? Yeah, at the moment it's probably just Sheet and Callahan um, and then uh, Chandler just to try and make whatever's left of the, the increase. Well, actually, let's let's talk about that real quick. Is it is it too late to get Chandler? You're, you're looking at getting him in. I, I think it's still, it's still a play, obviously. Still play. He's going to, if he maintains his job security, he's going to continue to go up for... Negative you know, 21 break even. The next five weeks. So I, I'm just... I don't want to get to that point where I, I keep being stubborn and think, oh, you know, he's not priced at what he was, and yep. uh, you know, I'll, you think, oh, I could have got him sixty k cheaper last next year, week, last week, next week, I'll be thinking, oh, bugger, I should have done it that week. So I think at this stage, barring calamity, uh, I think it's probably going to be yeah, Sheet and Callahan. So yeah, say for example, if K Chandler averages sixty over the next three weeks, he he will still make another hundred thirty thousand dollars. So yeah, that's that's not chump um, change. So. Yeah, that's not chump change. So you can yep. definitely use that. It's, I don't think it's too late. Um, yep. If if again, if that's a downgrade that allows you to go Sheet up, those are two cash making moves. Yep. Um, and I don't think you're missing out too I don't much. No, the, the fact that, you know Callahan hasn't looked like hasn't looked red hot. I mean, Ollie, I think Ollie, I think Holland's. green tick to to trade him out. That wing roll looks. It means Hollands comes onto my field, but then I've Hollands, then I've got Setterfield on the field as well. I don't think you're losing so, too much. Nah, there I agree in, in terms of net points loss. So no, yeah. I like it. Tick it off. Uh, Thank you, mate. Yeah, appreciate that. Missing out on Dacos for what, another week. Well, uh, yeah. Look, you're gonna have to just watch me closely. Yeah. Maybe just ask me a couple of times. Are you okay over the weekend? <laughs> okay, I'll check in with you, mate. Yeah, appreciate that. And they're versing Richmond too. So hopefully we just run over the top of them. Um, not, not looking good the way we looked on the weekend. <laughs> it could be a bloodbath. We'll see how we go. But uh, my trades at this stage on a Monday afternoon is I am going Jack Steele down to a Will Setterfield. Uh, and then that is giving me the cash to then go either a Campbell Chesser or a Lockie Cowan up to a Liam Stocker. So, um, you know, taking a rookie off my ground. It does leave me a little bit short on captains, which... Look, I'm not too confident in a Bailey Smith and a and a, and a Bonson Pelly at the moment. So, yeah. um, and all both of them versus Josh Duncan the first game. So there's three of my captain choices in that one or game. VC mate, and then bring it home with Timmy T again. Or <laughs> yeah, Timmy we'll have to T, wait to see what the ball boys, LDU big boys, against the Hawks. We'll have to have a look and yeah. see. So I'm a little bit nervous about my captain choices with that kind of move. Yeah. Steel obviously out, but yeah. I think at this stage of the season, I don't want to go. Up to one of those big dogs. Okay. I want. I want to hit the uh, the setter field, which I think is probably more of a priority for me. So, yep. Nice. Let us know what your thoughts are down in the comment section below on YouTube. What you guys yeah. are thinking for round number three? Something else to mention as well. I just thought of it as well. Mitch mentioned previously when we do our second show, whether it's a Thursday or Friday, it probably has to be a Friday. But something that we've talked about potentially doing is is uh, maybe doing a live show potentially on that Friday kind of. Potentially, we can sort this technology out. Yeah, we get. We're trying to you know get fancy with the technology, but if we could do a live show and people could um, you could comment in and, and talk to yeah. us live and interact. That'd be fun. really cool. So if that's something that you'd be keen on that you could work into your Friday yeah. Arvo, just let us know in the comments and that'll kind of maybe affirm that that's where we should go with it. But yeah. yeah, yeah, let us know if that'd be something you're interested in seeing. But uh, in the meantime, guys, give this video a big thumbs up over on YouTube. Make sure you uh, follow along on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or wherever. Hit the subscribe button and we'll see you guys next time. Laters.
so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.